straight, no chaser. What I was going to suggest Absolutely. is that I'm going to introduce y'all and blah, 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 but we, I guess we, we can lo- just go ahead and do that. We're live. You, you, you can do whatever you want. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We are everywhere you need to be. Welcome to yet another edition of Straight No Chase of the Podcast. Um, my name is John, and you can call me Fire Ali, or you can call me Cook, or you can call me whatever the hell you want to call me. Uh, and I'm just one of the four people here. I want to introduce everybody real quick before we get into our little topics for the week. Uh, Neil, what's happening, man? Ain't that much. We back at it again. Hope everybody had an enjoyable week. And uh, yeah, let's get it. Let's get it. Hey, what's up? Let's do this thing. What's up? What's cracking? What's up, y'all? Um, Rashim, uh, Dika, what's going on, Dika? Kizzy, what's going on, Kizzy? Rita, what's going what's on, up? Rita? What's Dika, up? I haven't seen you in years since back in the you know bar none days. Um, with that said, go ahead, John. I feel like we got to let people, you know, kind of drift in, let them get in because you know, yeah. initially, people are not going to immediately be in here so. You know, to kind of warm things up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Because we can't, you know, just delve right immediately into it. Fellas, y'all feel good. Everything's good. You had a good week. We, we're straight. You know what I'm saying? Get caught up a little bit while people drifting in. Is it just been a regular old week? Or are you kind of looking forward to the weekend? What's up? I'm looking forward to these 60 and 70 degree days coming up soon. Hey, Sonya, what's going on, girl? Uh, Mount Vernon in the house. Um, yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to that because... I just right. feel like we need it. I'm not looking forward to the pollen that comes along with spring, but it is what it is. This is true. I'm damn sure looking forward to some uh, semi-decent weather. We need it. I'm definitely looking forward to Groundhose Day, which is that first hot Friday of the year. Um, hopefully, it would have been yes uh, tomorrow. It might actually have to get pushed to next Friday, but we're going to see. Groundhose Day. You stupid. Hey, man, Hola, darling. He is a fool for that. Uh, yeah, I, I can't co-sign that um, at all. Not at forty-two. Wow. Okay. Okay then. But I'll say this: um, this weekend I'm cutting the grass. Um, I'm kick it. My daughter's gonna do her first little judo class. Okay. And so uh, she has another little activity that she's gonna be getting into. But trying to get her prepared, man. Women's History Month. Let's do it. Right, right, right. So she got a history book. Listen, man. Somebody uh there was a situation, I forget what city it was in, but this woman was at a gas station with her kid. A dude tried to carjack the car, and the police kind of came, shot the dude and killed him, but they shot the it was a baby in the back seat. Shot the baby in the head. That actually so, happened in Houston, unfortunately, or the Houston yes, area. Yes, it was Houston area. Yeah. That's correct. I'm saying yeah, that because I want her to be able to protect herself. You know, she got to be able to figure out what's going on. I saw a meme on Facebook, on Instagram. I ain't on Facebook. It was like, you know, women stop to get Starbucks, but they won't stop to get gas. And in my mind, I'm like, Starbucks is safer. You can get in the drive-thru. You're good. Getting out and pumping gas is crucial. 
if you're a woman, depending on where you're at. The, 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 mm. the, one, the one that I saw was that uh, if a man walks into a room full of women, he's excited. If a woman walks into a room full of men, she's terrified. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow. Depends mm-hmm. on the man, but I, I see where you're coming from. Yes, it does depend on the man. Yes, sir. Yes. But by and large, if we're going with, you know, heteronormative society and yes, the man will walk in and get excited. Sister will walk in and be like, mm. What's that? What's that little uh that little meme with the dude walk in with his coat and turn right around and grab his coat and take it off? It's like a, it's like a little cartoon. I don't think it's I like his that. family guy. That's that Simpson meme. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what's hilarious. Well, I mean, speaking of that, I think that's an excellent idea, KG, um, to teach your children, your uh, girl children, some kind of self-defense, some kind of hand-to-hand combat skills, uh, judo or taekwondo, something where they can kind of use their opponent's weight to, you know, do what they got to do. Because unfortunately, knock on wood, hopefully she will never have to use it. But, um, you know, it's a, it's a crazy world. And unfortunately, things happen sometimes. Lord, nonetheless. Let me tell you, I, I was sitting down with Ari today and I was teaching her how to um, to clear a firearm, you know, teaching her universal laws uh, of firearm safety and how you handle it. We, we laid it out, played with it. And she, you know, she's a little a little antsy about it because, you know, it, it, it's a firearm. Of course, it was it was unloaded, but kind of just taking her through all of that. I think women need to be able to um, fight and shoot at the same time. Women, I know a lot of women who are on this on the gun tip now. I feel like I feel like I know more black people that are on the gun tip, like openly, with 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 discussing and advocating for their Second Amendment rights. Um, there's still like I I would I'll be the first to say I have a fear of firearms. I've only shot a gun twice in my life. Um, I went hunting with this with a, with a white dude that used to, that I was a, a colleague of mine. He told me I was going to be an honorary redneck, so we went hunting for some geese. I can't shoot. I mean, you got to have your license or whatnot. It was cool, man. You know, they, they wasn't drinking. I think I told y'all this story before. But uh, he was like, man, you mess around and, and drinking, and you shoot your homeboy. And so at the end, they let me, you know, shoot the shotgun. I was like, man, y'all, y'all boys crazy. And then when I lived in North Carolina, one of my frat brothers, uh, you know, my man uh, D.Y., his, his mom just passed away too. So, you know, rest easy, my friend. She'll... You know, you'll be all right soon. We went to the range, and it was a, it was an adrenaline rush, man. You know, you go to the range, you pop off a couple of shots. I'm like, yo, this this what this like? But that was years years ago. Now you're right. I know a lot of people on that gun tip. I'm just not a gun fan at all. Be like defense wide. I don't know something about guns. I'm cool. Like my daughters know how to box. Um, they did karate for a little bit. I know I know boxing and karate ain't gonna save you in a gunfight, but at least I know, you know, somebody run up on them trying to put their hands on them. They're going to be in for some problems. My yeah, I'm, I'm with you now. I don't know if a dude, if they attack a woman, they're going to try to shoot them first. They're probably going to try to, you know, put some hands on them and force or force them to do something. You know what I mean? So I, I think what you, what they learn, that hand-to-hand combat, I, I think that's the best way to go. And y'all, seen, and, y'all seen, and y'all seen Kimora. She ain't no slouch. And she going to get bigger. So. <laughs> she you is a mean? beast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, she, she, uh, she is with it. But um, I'm yeah. with you, kids. I'm on the knife tip too. But like Rob was telling me last week, you can't bring a knife to a gunfight. But I'm a knife person. You know what I mean? If we got to get that personal, which I hope we never do, 
that, that's my realm. But you know, like Rob made a good point. You can't bring a knife to a gunfight, though. In in the words of Coogee Rap, Sylvester Stallone ain't ish against Al Capone. I, you can you can fight all you want. <laughs> if I got something to pull out and shoot, I want I want to keep my distance and 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 defend myself from a distance. I don't even, I don't want to have to be up close to you because you know. In any situation, whether it's a physical fight or a firefight, you you run the risk of losing. You run you run the risk of lying, uh, of dying. Um, so I want to stay as far away from it as possible. You know, I want a firearm, but I don't want to use it. But most threats happen in a more intimate space. Like your the initial threat or the initial interaction will happen in a more intimate, like close to close space. Like you know, you bump into somebody, they popping off, you popping off. Like that's a closer intimate space. Then they go someplace and come back with the with the firearm. You got about you got about about five to seven yards before they close in on you. And and if I can if I can protect myself within the time period it takes for them to close in on five to seven yards, then I I I like my odds. I think you get very few you get a few really life defining moments in life. And I think that everybody, male or female, needs to be prepared for when those times come. And if you don't know what to do when you are in a situation that might pop off, you know, go from zero to 60 in seconds, uh, you need to have like that kind of mental fortitude and emotional awareness to do what you need to do, whatever that may entail. And I think as parents, it's our job to equip our children with the tools that they need to survive in this world. So I'm all for buying guns. I'm all for equipping the children with what they need uh, in every way, shape, form, or fashion to do what they got to do and protect themselves. So, you know, however you got to do it is what you got to do. Speaking of, unfortunately, we got to delve into the white terrorism topic. Okay, so um, basically, uh, for those of you who might not be aware, there have been a rash of uh, Asian American hate crimes, for lack of a better word, where you know, Asian people, whether they be Chinese, Japanese, Vietnamese, Korean, whatever the case might be, uh, in various places, all different parts of the country are people run up on them, punch them in the face, push the old folks over all the way up to uh, in Atlanta. Some maniac just went nuts and decided to kill up a bunch of people. And, the, you know, there's kind of some debate, I guess you could say, of was it racially you know, was it race because the man that is being held for it is white and the people that were the victims are Asian? And was he just crazy? Did he just snap? You know, we don't know exactly. But I kind of wanted to, I guess, delve into it because you know, uh, when you talk about these types of things online, there have been, okay, so let me try to tie this all up. A lot of stop Asian hate type of energy is going out there onto the internet, you know, where Asian people are like, hey, we need everybody to acknowledge that this is happening to us and to stand with us and be solidarity with us and so on and so forth. And there's a lot of people that are like, mm, no, you got this y'all on your own. You know what I'm saying? Fight your own battles, Asian community, just like you let us fight our own battles. So, I mean, be specific, in the, end, the enemy... The, are you talking about the black community you're saying that? When I sp on this show... Every single time I talk on this show, I am never, ever in any way, shape, form, or fashion talking about anybody but black people. So if I well, say everybody, men, if the person that's listening, if the people listening to the show, the crazy, who I'm talking the about, people, I'm talking about if, black people. If the people who are listening to this show for the very first time don't know you and talk about it every other time, be clear. That's all I'm asking. 
Be clear for the people. Every single time, yes, black people. Yeah, um, there you go. If I talk about, if I say men, the black is silent. If I say women, the black is silent. <laughs> In the future, that's what I'm talking about. So now that that's all been established, uh, when I'm talking there, about it. There you go, John. Talk your talk, brother. I mean, you know, that's a good that's a, a good point, KG, because, you know, this is on Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, and everywhere else, so plenty of people can watch this, and we want plenty of people to watch this, so white people, thank you for watching, but we're not talking about you right now. Uh, that said, you know, how do y'all feel? So, again, white terrorism is the enemy, I guess you could say here, is kind of the topic. However, you know, can we get some kind of solidarity here, I guess you could say. So do you feel like black people have a role to play in this um, fight, for lack of a better word? So the, the, these are two separate things. White terrorism is a separate discussion. They, they're all in the same folder, all in the same envelope, but it is definitely mm -hmm. a, sep a separate discussion. How do we address, how do we change the, um, the, the conversation, the national conversation to show or, 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 or propagate that the people who are committing these acts are white domestic terrorists, period. Mm -hmm. Like you can have a white racist that's not running up in massage parlors and shooting down people or running up in churches and shooting down people and they could just be racist. But when you decide to, to go and kill people in mass, it, it, terrorism. So that's one discussion. Separate discussion is with the Asian solidarity piece and and i'm i'm gonna um i'm gonna go out there and say like rose I, I stand with him i stand with him um i think a lot of our experience is geographical i think a lot of it comes from from you know you know the people we've seen come and go in our lives being um starting my own activism or really polishing my activism off when i was in college I went into, I, I was upstate New York. I didn't come down to Howard until grad school. So I was upstate New York, I was Albany. And you had all cultures, people of color, all working together, speaking out on behalf of everybody's issues, all recognizing we had a common enemy. So it, it was nothing for someone who was Filipino, um, Chinese, uh, 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 Latinx, they saying now, um, it was nothing for everyone to support your cause, your issue, and do it forcefully. None for that to happen. So for me, I would be stupid to be like, that's y'all issue. Y'all gotta nah, that's that's because I have experience where they have come to our back. So yeah, I support, I stand with them. There are plenty of people. Go ahead, go ahead, man. I agree with Ryan. Um I think that. I have a shirt that says essentially equal is better than division, right? And so it'll be hypocritical, in my opinion, for any any race that's treated as second class to look down on another another section of that that same race and say, you know what, that's their struggle, because it wouldn't make sense, right? Our struggle is predominantly with the police, predominantly, you know, what they do. And obviously there's other other facets that impact the black community. These are random, you know, white guys. I mean, there was a black dude that did some stuff in San Francisco, but, you know, words mean something. And when 
when the the 45 is talking about the the kung flu and the china flu and all that other kind of stuff that those are antagonizing that language is very visceral and there are consequences and stuff like that and this is the ramification or the the, the results of of a fool kind of putting words in the atmosphere and people taking action on it so i stand with them um these are innocent people that are losing their lives are being victimized by some by some idiots I think if people don't look at that and have any empathy towards that, I mean, they some dummies in my opinion. You sound you sound foolish if you want people to rally on your behalf or you didn't rally on anybody's behalf that's that's being targeted. That just don't make sense to me. Well, I mean, um, on behalf of them people that uh, sound stupid or whatever the case is, uh, there's plenty of them out there. And basically, they are like, Black people cannot rely on any other culture to uh, stand with us in mass. Yes, there might be individuals that do it, uh, but nine times out of ten, when black people are going through something, if they if there's going to be some kind of action, protest, you know, outcry or whatever the case might be, it's going to be black people just screaming and hollering about it on our own behalf. Uh, there's been too many instances of black women attacked at Asian-run stores of different types. I mean. Um, there's a documentary on Netflix about Latasha Hawkins. I believe I'm pronouncing her name correctly. The one from, uh, uh, right around from 95 and, and Rodney King. The L.A. situation? Yeah, the Rodney yeah. King. Correct. Off, that, was, right that was a long time ago, but nonetheless did happen. It kind of precipitated all the rioting all back crazy, then. too. The woman that did it definitely did. But um, all that Man, to I'm, say... Go I'm ahead, Neil. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I mean, that was basically the people that <clears throat> are on the opposite side of this little debate are saying... We've got to do this on our own. So I'm care I'm not carrying nobody else's water. I'm not worried about your community, just like you ain't gonna worry about mine. I'm going to concern myself with the stuff that impacts my own community and my own people. You solve your issues and go on about your business. And that's kind of where they at with it. And there's a lot of them people. And, and you know, there you go. And I'm one of them. Like I don't get it twisted. Do I agree? and and celebrate what's happening to them oh hell no but at the end it's almost like welcome to our world when we was going through our issues from black lives matter from before from years they wasn't rocking with us i mean when i say they i don't mean universally because i'm sure they were some to Ra's point earlier but i didn't see you know i don't see the the community saying you know what you know dealing with the plight that we go through so it's kind of like like, I don't want to sound like I don't care because that'll be unhumanistic, Too late. of course. No, no, no. In the sense of no one should go through that. So it's not a it's not an Asian thing. No one should be going through that. But do I form a, a solidarity group? And nah, you good. I don't wish it upon you. But eh, when I see you kicking us out of your little shops and like you said, treating us the way you treat us and kicking us out and all this other stuff. It's like, mm, I can't feel no sympathy to stand with you. I hope it works out for you. I hope everything gets better for you, but eh, I'm not putting on a shirt and hashtag. Nah, nah, I'm one of those people. I mean, I, I hear you. And it's like, I think sometimes I've had this discussion online a few times and I feel like people in their mind, they conceptualize like, okay, I'm not going to run out and get a shotgun and protect the Asian community. Nobody's asking you to do that. Basically for me, it's just simply right and wrong. You know what I'm saying? It's wrong to kill people. There you go. 
There you that's, go. That's, that's what I just said. full stop. It's just wrong. That's it. Period. So it don't matter to me if the if it's white killing Asians, Asian killing white, black, white, blah, 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 whatever the case might be. Killing people is wrong. Let's start there. And that to me is what the Asian community is roughly saying, because they're like, we have been talking about this since it first started happening last year. And we keep on talking about it. We keep on talking about it. and Nothing happens. Please acknowledge that, you know, our old people are getting, you know, knocked out on the streets of San Francisco and people getting shot and killed and blah, blah, blah. So they're not saying, you know, go march for them and, you know, uh, protect Chinatown or whatever. They just saying, Hey, this is happening to us. Acknowledge it. And I'm perfectly good with that. We can absolutely do that and, you know, go for it. And it would be the same for trans people who are going through hell all the time, you know, stand with them too. the Asian people that had their issues standing with them too. the Latinos that stuck on the border of Texas and can't get in standing with them too. All of the so, above, man. So you are. See, so you are. You are. You do stand with them. You're just yeah. saying marching with them. I, I can agree with that. Yeah, I see where Kelsey's saying. Yeah. And you know what? For me, maybe it's something in me that hasn't healed yet. But I remember when COVID was popping off, and I don't want to misquote, but when, you know, blacks or African American, whatever you want to call it, were in those hotels overseas in Asia, how they were dragging them out and kicking them out because they thought True. they had COVID. And that's still fresh in my mind. So that has a little, that plays a little role in it too because you were literally dragging them out, throwing their luggage on the side of the street, get out thinking they were the ones that were, I was like, mm, that's okay. still Big fresh facts. in my mind. Okay. okay. It's kind of yes. America, man. Uh, yeah, th those no, 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 the but people no, here in America getting killed and knocked out in the street doing that. Hold but, on. Go ahead, hold, on. Say hold on, because what Neil is saying is 100% correct. That happened in Guangzhou, where I was living for uh, a couple years way back in the day. There's a little Africa in Guangzhou. When all this started popping off, and uh, the rest of the world blamed China for COVID. Internally in China, they blamed the Africans. So they literally was dragging the African people out of their houses, uh, kicking them out the country, wouldn't let them come back in, and they're still going on to this day. In, and In Guangzhou. In China, in Guangzhou, China, and in so, so various you hold other cities in China. My point is my point is that they, um, I, first of all, everybody is racist. Let's, let's start there. And yes, uh, Asian people, very, very racist in their own way, in their own special kind of way, especially like China in China racist. So, I mean, I, I understand it. Like I said, um, it's wrong for anyone to be killed. Uh, obviously, uh, shooting up, you know, some poor Asian woman just trying to get her massage on, that's wrong. Nonetheless, I understand when people say, hey, okay, that's happening in your community. Asian people go out there and handle it. I got most stuff to handle in here in my community. You ain't helping me at all. I see how y'all treated my uh, cousins in Africa or in China. I'm, I'm good with it. And like what Dika was just saying, it's almost like, you know, it's almost like the white man with whom you was standing with all the time. Now he turned on you. Now you need another alliance. Eh, oops. You know, so, I mean. It's a little deeper. I get you. I totally agree with John. It's wrong across the board. Wrong across look, the board, but yeah. Look, like I said, I, I got personal experience working with Asians um, organ organizationally that weren't standing with the white man. They weren't they weren't they weren't using that idea that they were the model minority. Yes, it's it's oh let me let me let me be sure I get this straight. It's DECA, DECA, not not DECA. I, I messed up and said DECA. So I apologize, DECA. Um, yeah. So I I got personal experience. So 
I know that there are Asians that come to our aid. I know that personally. Um, and, and, and it reminds me of that, that the poem, the, the shorter version of um, First They Came. First they came for the socialists and I did not speak out because I'm not socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists and I didn't speak out because I'm not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews and I didn't speak out because I'm, I'm not a Jew. Then they came for me and there was no one left to speak out. So it may be a situation where we're looking at it like, well, um, maybe the Asians are, they came for me and no one was left to speak out because I didn't speak out for them. I, I just, I don't view it like that. I think it's our responsibility to say something. It, it, whether they said anything for us on our behalf or not, it's our responsibility to, to, to go at this, 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 this devil that is abusing people all over the country and throughout the world, regardless of whether or not they, they, they stuck up for us or they said something to us. It's just right, my, right. my experience. Yeah, right is right. It's just my experience. I have Asian family that have fought for us. Right is side right. Side by side with me. Wrong is wrong. So. Stand for something, you fall for everything. Um, I mean, absolutely, you know, uh, my politics are very go ahead, Rob. Um Kelly's talking about um uh pretty much in mass. She doesn't know no, whether or not they've done it in mass. But quite honestly, black folk don't stick up for black folk in mass. Which is what facts. Uh somebody just said not every everyone is not racist, everyone is racist. In fact, every and black people are extra racist about black people. So you know, that's just my take. All, all I'm saying, yeah, all I'm saying is if we're looking for the perfect situation where we had an overwhelming majority of a community come to our aid in, in our times of need, that ain't going to happen. That don't even happen with us. It's just a matter of how do you address evil when you see it? Do you turn your back on it? If you turn your back on it, you're a part then of it. just like that, you are a part of it. You're enabling it. And just like that poem, you turn your back on it because it's not you. What happens when it knocks on your doorstep? And that evil done knocked out everyone. And now you don't have no one. To, we need allies in order to defeat this, this white supremacist and this, and, and this white terrorism. We need allies. We, we, we need it. Facts. So I, that's why I'm that's, that's that's what that's the same. That's a, these are the same principles that Ross talking about that Fran Hampton was working on before he was assassinated. The Rainbow Coalition. He was getting together all these different communities that were oppressed, and they created solidarity. The strength in numbers. So, you know, he was he was killed for it. So the way that y'all talking is really what people is what the what white people, you know, want you to want you to behave and what you to think like. So, I listen. I I see it. I hear it. I support them. I'm with them. It's appalling. It's ridiculous, and this should be something that we should champion. This is the right thing to do. I mean, um, I totally agree with what everybody is saying. I think that a lot of times people get caught up in fault and responsibility, and they treat both of those two things the exact same. And it's they're very, very different. It's some, might be somebody else's fault that something happened, but it is your responsibility how you respond to it, and so on and so forth. I mean, clearly. It just is it like what this, it is. John. The people who ain't with it, I kind of feel like they're the kind of people who if something happened to me, if they don't know me, I'm like, I don't know him. Oh, I ain't my guy. You know what I'm saying? But if you are if you care about people, 
if you care about people, when you see wrong stuff, you are going to to side on the on the on the side of right and do what is right and 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 ride on anybody's behalf because it's the right thing to do, regardless of who it is, regardless of what the situation is. When some wrong stuff go down, you want to be on the right side of right. I and, think we. Be- I, I was going yeah, to try to 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 pivot so we don't beat this to a dead horse. Uh, just the, you know, dead horse. The whole white terrorism piece, like, like there are systems in place that support, encourage, and protect white people when they do stuff like this. Um, and, and while we don't see it explicitly, we we see the situations where you know the police, the head police that's investigating this, is it's talking about, <laughs> man. Well, we don't know what his motive is. He just had a bad day. What? That's no different than when they took Dylan Roof to the Burger King to get some burgers. How do you? Min- I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that the motive had to be racist, but how do you minimize it to? Well, he just had a bad day, so he took his gun and he he gunned down eight people. Come on now, that's a part of that system that's minimizing this violence that white people perpetuate. Like on the mall on January sixth, they they got this. You know, the, oh. Those weren't Trump supporters. Those were those are Black Lives Matters and Antifa imposters. They right. minimizing what what they people is doing to support, encourage, and protect this system of white terrorism. And so long as we worried about whether or not we're gonna stand with Asians, it's misdirection. We're not putting our energy on 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 shedding the light on all the uh, white terrorism we see running around this country. That foundation is strong. I mean, um, I don't know if y'all saw this. I guess it was a senator or something like that. And I think maybe, Rob, you might have said something about this on a previous episode or whatever. But he was like this senator from Kansas, Nebraska, Iowa, somewhere, was on a radio show. And he was like, I was in the mix in January 6th, and I felt fine. I did not feel threatened, even though they was riding and acting crazy and everything, because those people are good Americans and they're patriots, and they, all they were trying to do was to influence my vote and make me try to vote a certain way, and I understood where they was coming from. If it was Antifa, if it was Black Lives Matter protesters, I would probably, and they was going crazy in the Capitol, maybe i feel a little yeah. bit differently. Maybe I would have felt threatened. I mean... We didn't talk about that. That was Ron Johnson who said that, and I, I, yeah, I, I think I'm trying Texas. to... He, he, um, I think he's from Texas, Ron Johnson. Might, yeah, it was Senator Ron Johnson. He and he said that just this past week, uh, two weeks ago. About he's from no, he's from Wisconsin. Um, he's from Wisconsin, and he straight up was like, "Oh yeah, I wasn't, I, I wasn't fearful because those were um law-abiding citizens, and I, you know, I didn't have to worry about them. But if Trump had won the White House, and those were Black Lives Matter folks." Then yeah, yeah, I would be Rose. We'll get you. Well, yeah, well, I'll, I'll politic with you. I'll get you a shirt. I'll get you a right. discount on it too. Um, get you yeah, a discount. That, and, and stuff like that. That's the that's the that's the protecting the white terrorists. The white terrorism, actually, white racism is is cool. It's in right now. In Tennessee, it was voting to do. I forget what the um, what the bill was. It was it was something to remove from the Constitution of Tennessee around if you get arrested, you could be enslaved as like servitude type of thing. There were four um, senators who voted no to the measure, to changing the measure. And part of it was, you know, you look at this on the surface and you're like, 
these folks crazy. But, you know, white folks feeling enabled, they feel empowered, they're emboldened right now to kind of be who they are. And I'm actually kind of happy, you know what I mean? Because you, you know exactly where you stand when you look at some of these folks and, and read up on them. Just like I had no idea that you United Negro College Fund had never had a black president. I, I got to talk about that for a split second, y'all. How the... I, I, no, that, that makes sense. It's, no, y'all, people are reading that wrong. Uh, Auntie, yeah, I'll talk to you too. I'll get you a, a good discount on the shirt as well. People are reading that wrong. And, and I, since we're on it, we might as well. They, their president and CEO, Dr. Michael Lomax, is a black man. He's been the president since like 2004. And you remember when I used to work for College Success Foundation? We were in their headquarters. We had a fifth floor suite in their headquarters. They are run by black people. But they are a nonprofit organization. And nonprofit organizations have board of trustees and board of directors. And one of the roles of a board of directors is to raise money for the nonprofit. UNCF has over a hundred million dollar, a hundred and thirty million dollar budget. So what people typically do with organizations that big, they go get white people to sit on their boards because white people got deep pockets and connections to philanthropic organizations. We're not going to go to Big Mama for $130 million, but they can go to Bill and Melinda Gates. They can go to Pepsi. They can go to Coke and they can get $130 million so that the organization, which is run by Dr. Michael Lomax, a black man, can now give money out to black folk across the country. That's all these big nonprofits, Urban League, NAACP, like they all have white folks running the board because your board has to raise money. And for whatever reason, black folk don't raise no money. You can so, still be on the board, not be the board president. Typically, the board president. I'm just saying, you could be on the board and not be the board president. I'm telling you that it, it, it's it's really a non-story. I saw it all over Facebook this whole week, it, and it, and it was burning me up. Like, like they weren't run by a black man. They have been run by a black man ever since I, I've, I've worked hand in hand with the organization, and they giving money to black kids going to colleges, HBCUs, and all other schools across the country. And it almost was like a disrespect to be like, I just saw it as a non-issue. When it comes to $130 million, $130 million, you need the people who got the money who could go after that money. It's all about relationship building. You get a black person, and we already talked about this. We're not in boards of, of Fortune 500 companies. We're not mm-hmm. CEOs of Fortune 500 companies. Mm-hmm. We're not. So so how do how can black people then go on and get the connections to raise that type of capital? If we don't have those connections to raise that type of capital. Again, I'm not saying you shouldn't have white people on the board. What I'm saying is they shouldn't be the director. They don't don't have to be the president. You should have more diversity in that position. That's that's what I'm arguing. Chair, the the director of the board, the the chairman of the board, the CEO of the board, whatever you want to call it. The head person of the board, it doesn't have to be a white person to to do what you're to, to network. And to, to be philanthropic or, or meet people that are philanthropic and, and donate money to the to the cause. Uh, yeah. Okay. That was, side, get, that was a side. That was show, y'all. Right. Can we get Negro out the name of the organization? I mean, I appreciate the historical aspect. Okay, we'll, we'll leave that topic. Can you get an internet range improver uh, for your internet. Can you buy me a new router? I got you. <laughs> we moving on. So uh, basically. Speaking of moving on, Kirk Franklin. Now, Kirk Franklin, for those of y'all who have not been uh, paying attention on the internet or what have you, uh, Kirk Franklin 
and his son had an argument and the son taped it and put it out and Kirk cussed his ass out. So uh, people were very upset about this because Kirk Franklin is uh, a very, what is the word I'm looking for? You know, a very symbolic Christian type person. Um, so it kind of caught people by surprise. Kirk Franklin over here making a boy stomp or whatever, you know, <laughs> can Christians cuss their kids out is, is I guess, the topic. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Christians do cuss their kids out. Yeah. Christians cut they cuss their kids out. They drink. They, they smoke. They have sex. They hey, check everything. this out. On my honeymoon, we uh, met a couple. And um, I could tell by the way this dude was moving. I'm a preacher's kid, first of all. Grew up in the church. Don't go no more. Um, that's a whole different story. But I'm looking at this dude, and I'm like, man, this dude a minister, man. And so I asked him, and uh, he was like, how do you know? I was like, I can just tell. Just how you moving, how you how you acting. We was drinking. We weren't smoking, but he, he was doing, he was getting full. He was getting full of that stuff. And uh, he was having a good old time. He's like, man, I can't do nothing in my community because of the way people kind of look at me. But when I, when I get away, I let my hair down. Right. And so I, I think with Kurt Franklin and most of these ministers, I think Rasheem's, you know, his, his pastor of his church, he didn't have a life. Um, but these are human beings, man. You know what I mean? Like no, none of these folks are perfect. And I, I'm with, listen, based on what Kurt Franklin said to his son, I am mad at him. And he actually got some more cred for me. Like I, right, I feel you. When he was on Wild and Out, I thought he was. This dude was entertaining, man. He's funny. So mm-hmm. he's thirty-three years old, and his son is a straight up. I mean, I'm gonna use his word, man. He he a bitch. Because if you thirty-three years old and you recording your pops, yep, I having a conversation. You put that on the internet. Mm-hmm. You you a little bit hoe, quite frankly. So and then where does where does you being a Christian mean that you're not human no more? You know what I mean? You gonna have human emotions. You are gonna have human. Uh, reactions to things. So, like you said, like everything I believe Kirk Franklin did was right. You know what I mean? Just because I don't know. I just totally agree. I don't see nothing wrong with what he did. Go ahead, John. I was going to say, I mean, uh, I'm kind of surprised at some of these answers because we regularly hear how we want men to be more in tune with their emotions and to, you know, divulge what's going on with them. The boy brought, or the man, I should say, the son brought he this. A boy. No, he's, a, he's a boy. That's he boy is, behavior. He's a 33-year-old man. A 33-year-old boy. He publicized this internal, you know, argument or whatever the case is. But what would happen if this was a 33-year-old girl that Kirk Franklin was talking to like this? Everybody would feel much, much differently about this and be like, we glad that you brought this to our attention. Thank you. No matter what it is that she might have done to, you know, set him off or cause it or womp, womp, womp. The simple fact that it was Kirk talking to his child like that, it would be completely different if the child was a daughter as opposed to a son. Because it's a son, we like, okay, well, you know, whatever. You shouldn't have even done it. You need to go fight your old man or ignore him or, you know, do whatever you're going to do. But, you know, it's one of them many acceptable double standards that exist throughout our culture, and it should change. Why should it change? So what, what are you saying? Are you saying that you think I'm Kirk Franklin was wrong for that? or? I'm saying that I don't think that I think that uh, Kirk Franklin is a human being and that when we are attacked or we feel some kind of way, sometimes we, you know, lose our patience and say things that we don't necessarily mean to say. I think that uh, anytime that you use those types of words with somebody that you ostensibly love, that 
you and that person need a healing. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of what the relationship is or, you know, whatever's going on or whatever. Um, is, is it? John, uh, I want yes. to challenge that first point about if it was a girl. I'm not certain because Creflo Dollar got arrested for choking his daughter out. Mm-hmm. And people still love them some Creflo Dollar. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little bit different when you put it your hands is, on somebody. It, it is not. It, it, it's 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 actually it's, worse. It's worse, <laughs> right? It's it's worse. I'm saying it's it's worse. But, but people people understood the situation as um as they understood it. She was pushing him, and and and, and got what she deserved. And I think people are looking at the same thing with um with Kurt and his son. This we don't know anything outside of the snippet that he released. We don't know for no someone context. to be that hot, you don't go from zero to that hot without right. things being said and a history behind like the relationship that they have. It had been according to Kirk, it had been contentious for a minute. Mm-hmm. So so mm-hmm. I give him the benefit of the doubt for one simple reason because I know how I am. And I want someone to give me the benefit of the doubt when I pop off, because sometimes my intention isn't to really like display this negativity, but sometimes it'll come out and you you want the benefit of the doubt. So why not extend the benefit of the doubt to Kurt? And even though I'm not really a big Creflo fan, the Creflo uh, extend that benefit of the doubt, because we, we don't know what happened. Why and I agree Kurt- with John. Yeah. I, I agree with John in the sense of if it was a girl. It'd be a completely different issue. But at the same token, the son for recording all that, he thought it was going to play out in a different mode. He wanted to embarrass his father, and he thought this was going to diminish Kirk Franklin in some way. But at the end of the day, people rocking with Kirk, so it backfired against him. But I do agree with you, John. If it, if it was his daughter or something like that, it might have played out a little differently. Why are we giving Kirk the benefit of the doubt as opposed to the child who's the one that was got cussed out? Because the clip that we heard, and that's what you said, we are going strictly off this one little clip. We don't know what happened before. We don't know what precipitated it, blah, blah, blah. But in that clip. I'll tell you, I'll tell you why I'm giving the benefit of the doubt. Okay. I'll tell you why. Because Kirk owned up to it. Mm. He owned up to it. He said, he said, I did it. We haven't had the best relationship. And you know what? I should have represented myself better, but my emotions got to me. And for that, I apologize. He owned up to it. The so very next why, day. The very that's next why I day. give him the benefit of the doubt. And it wasn't through no publicist. Wasn't, I didn't release no statement. He actually did a video and said it himself. So I, I'm listen. I, I, the reason I think nobody's giving this dude, this this little boy, credit was that your cat? No, that was John's hand. Oh, yeah, I thought I heard just, it. Oh, okay, know, I thought was, I saw his cat yeah. looking at ghosts right now. Yeah, John um, Russell. Yeah, Deja did it. What? <laughs> 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 I don't what? even know about that. See, here's my they thing. Don't know about okay. <laughs> they don't know about that. They don't know about that. We'll, we'll tell that story one of these days. Yeah, but, um, my thing is, if back. there's a problem between a parent and a child, whose responsibility is it to fix that or to address it or whatever? Shouldn't that responsibility be on the parent? Go for it. They're both adults now. Mm. Well, Whoa, whoa, whoa. We can't act like stuff that happened with a child does not have residual impact on you as you become an adult. So just if and again, we don't know what happened. We're talking if we're talking if you're talking about the relationship, 
The parent mm -hmm. has a responsibility to do all that they can to have a good relationship with their child growing up and developing. Now, what I'm saying is that clearly did not happen. So what I'm looking at now is that one instance that got leaked by the son. And the son is 33 years old, according to everyone in the comments. Mm -hmm. He's an adult now. That's all I'm saying. He's the adult. But what? If, but if, uh, in other words, what I'm saying is, what I hear y'all saying is that we giving Kirk the benefit of the doubt. Why is the benefit of the doubt with the father as opposed to the son? Maybe the son is like, this is what I've had to deal with for 33 years. Let the me show y'all what this man really is. He has you never put it. anything in context. Kirk put stuff in context, and then he apologized for his behavior. All the son did was leak audio. And then fade into the into the grassy wall like Homer Simpson. Partial audio by that. Right, partial. He might even be, be liable for like some criminal responsibility because he recorded the conversation. And in some states, it's illegal to record a conversation and you then you know unless, do anything with it. So unless the other party is aware of it. Yeah. yeah. At least oh, and, I, and I like that, John. Queen just asked you a question. Is your son old enough to disrespect you yet? And you just have a civil conversation? Well. I mean, um, my son is 17. My daughter is 13. My children have had conversations and raised their voice to me and yelled at me or, you know, done certain things that in my time would have been considered very disrespectful. However, you know, that is I raised them. So it, however they turn out is because of what I did. So whatever kind of interaction that we having, the very first person that I need to be mad at and questioning and wanting to cuss at is me. So if they are disrespectful to me, I need to check myself and figure out what exactly is going on. What have I done? What is, you know, what, what's happening here? And again, both of my children are young. They are not 33. They are under 18 and so on and so forth. But mm -hmm. at the same time, I mean, I've been on all sides of this argument. You know what I'm saying? Where the father don't get along with the children. The children don't get along with the dad and so on and so forth. This can go extremely deep. Um, we don't know the backstory of it. So all I'm trying to say is, um, I appreciated Kirk Franklin and how he approached it. You know, like I said, he's a human being. So, you know, he popped off. It happened. Y'all, like y'all said, the next day he said, you know, my fault. I, I did what I did. Um, I, the, the backlash, I guess you could say that was all against the sun to me was a little tone deaf and extremely, uh, opposite of what it would be if the genders were different. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I mean, but again, it, it should be right. I, I feel like the response of it was appropriate for his action. If you put out something with no context, he didn't say, "I've been dealing with this for years." He That's just put audio. Did, well, he, did, he say, did the son say, "I've been dealing with this for years"? This is yes, he did, but this is on his social it. media. So and that's what I'm saying. We got that one clip, and that's what blew up and went viral. But on I, his I, social I, media I, previously, I saw, he has said he has made these type of accusations. I saw one thing that he put on his social media. It was a picture, a family picture. I guess they were on a cover or something. And he was like, this was the last time we, I was allowed to be with the family. Um, and he was talking about how, you know, it, they just haven't had a good relationship. And that was a post on a photo. So in all fairness, John, I did see that. Well, I mean, and I haven't done a whole lot of research into it. Like I said, to me, this is an internal family conflict that should not have reached the public. However, when you start blaming the person that's airing out the situation for the situation, to me, that's that's kind of uh, that that goes into victim blaming. And I'm 100 percent sure if this was a woman that was airing out 
uh, their parent and whatever, whatever, people will be like, okay, well, let's delve into the childhood. What happened? And, you know, let's get into it, you know, and gather around. Let's, let's you know, get the wagons around this kid or whatever. But because it's the man that's doing it, everybody's like, oh, well, fucking, you know, I'm whatever. Sorry. I, I just, I, I just, if we're using this as an example and we're just going to keep with the one let's, example to set off, I'm sorry, we have an example of a girl being choked out by her daddy who's a, a mega church pastor. Which is totally, totally wrong. We, we what, agree but what I'm right. saying is everything you're saying that would that would have happened to the boy if it was a girl would change the, the dynamic of the conversation. I'm saying it's already happened to a girl, but worse. And the dynamic of that conversation never happened. Like it, it didn't change anything. People still rally and protected uh, Creflo. So, and they're wrong, he, he then, right? He didn't, he didn't lose anything. Hold, hold on. Are the people who was rallying around Creflo in the example that you stated, are they wrong? Nah, I'm not saying it wrong. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Did I misunderstand what you, you said? You said Creflo uh, choked his daughter, and people, when they found out about it, rallied around Creflo. They, they, they did not. Everything you're saying that they should do or would have done if it was a girl, everything mm -hmm. you're saying that would have happened if it was a girl, didn't yes. happen. did not happen. Right. What Creflo's I'm saying situation. is all of that is wrong. All of that. And well, you, the response of the people in the now, Creflo... No, no, no. Y'all didn't mis you misunderstood what I said. Okay. Creflo's situation was wrong. The people and how they responded to it in that situation that you just described, that was wrong. Yeah, this no, situation, see, see, how y'all responded to it is wrong. See, see, but you're placing a value judgment on it. You didn't do that initially. You just right. said right. if it was a girl, right. people would have right. reacted differently. That's what ah, you're saying. I got you. I got and you. And what I'm saying is we had a situation with a girl and people didn't react to it differently. That's all I'm, I'm saying. To, I'm, I'm not placing a value judgment on it. I'm going to do my little research and do my Googles, and I would almost guarantee you. And I don't, I don't even remember this situation that you're talking about. Um, Creflo is that on, he tried to get some money to get a get a jet. Yep. Mm -hmm. And, then, and Creflo, when you Google it, you'll see, you'll see, you'll see his mugshot when you Google it. His mugshot is out there. So I was on a highway or something like that too. Like it was, it was like it was a crucial little area where they did it. And it, right, Rosie did. I don't recall this. If, however, it played out, he was dead ass wrong for that. I don't think that it necessarily matters what his daughter did um, or any of the above. Creflo is on in no way, shape, form, or fashion on the same level as a uh, Kurt Franklin. But if that's in fact what happened, that's that's terrible, and he was dead wrong, and he should be permanently canceled. Period. Now, will Kirk be permanently canceled? Oh, no, 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 no. Creflo. I'm saying, if will Kirk Franklin be permanently canceled? Absolutely not. Because, like y'all said, one, he did it to his son. Two, his son asked for this ass whooping. Three, <laughs> he came out the next day and said, you know, uh, I'm sorry, I did what I did. And he also had the support of his wife. And they all, you know, they've made the rounds and they've been talking about it. Womp, womp, womp. So, you I, know, I think, I, I think we all, we all should be canceled for other reasons, though. But go ahead. Yeah, I agree. After we all are parents, none of us have adult children yet. We don't know. I'm looking, you know, my wife and I talk about like the, the, the amount of sacrifices that we've already made for a three, almost four year old and a five month old. I can only imagine the sacrifices that John has made for his 17-year-old and his 13-year-old, Neil for his 17-year-olds. When they get to be 25, whatever, whatever, and they come out their mouth sideways, it, it'll take a, a hell of a lot of restraint for you not to respond in a visceral, maybe even physical manner. Now you should be able to. I'm not, I'm not saying you shouldn't, but 
I don't know a lot of people with adult kids, at least right now, but when I think about the stuff that we do for our children, like what Aisha does for her daughter, what you do for her daughter, and she come out the mouth like, man, fuck you. There's going to be some furniture moving around this place. Not with these. <laughs> I mean, no, go ahead, Neil. No, I mean, imagine, say, imagine, put yourself in that mindset, though. You know what I'm saying? But I think America is just really, really forgiving. Because, like, <laughs> you know, like you said, what Rod said with the Creflo incident, like I saw a couple people talking about. Y'all remember when Alec Baldwin cursed his daughter out? We thought his career was done. She did the same thing Kirk Franklin's son did, recorded everything. Called her all types of names. We thought his Hollywood career was over. I didn't think it's Hollywood. No, no. But I mean, I mean, a lot of people were rallying. Like, how do you talk to your child like that? Call yeah. her a fat pig and this, that, and the third, and all type <laughs> of verbal abuse. I mean, his career was a little bit slow for a while. Nobody was quick to book him, but it bounced right back. So, I mean, I guess to to Ra's point, I mean, you you, ex point, you expect you a parent certain you things expect that in a white family. I do at least. What the cursing out like that? What? They call it. They call their parents by their first names. <laughs> that doesn't mean. Oh, he said, he said you expect that. I mean, I ain't surprised. I'm just saying, I, I ain't surprised. When when I see the, when I see, uh, it's, it's it's probably wrong. <laughs> probably, it probably is. Go ahead and say it. <laughs> Do a little time out. Take a little time out, man. A two second time out on that one. <laughs> think twice. Speak once. Right. There but. Go. The environment in which they grow up in is very different from a cultural standpoint than the environment in which black people grow up in or Asian people grow up in. There's different types of discipline that exists in different cultures. And it kind of talked about this in terms of like, is it wrong for us to put our kids out at 18? Talked about the other cultures, what they do to kind of build wealth, keep it, keep it in the house, and then you go out when you get married. Again, I'm not totally surprised when I hear some of the things that white parents experience with their children just based on how they're raised, what they're allowed to do, et cetera. I'm always shocked when I think mm. culturally about when a when a when a black child does something that's disrespectful to their parents, if the parents are, you know, around in their lives, et cetera. It just seems culturally just the antithesis of what you what you would expect a black child to do with their parents. And so I can imagine for a dude like Kirk Franklin, who then put some 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 blood, sweat, and tears into to his son, regardless of how the boy is, to come out sideways, I I I can I can mentally put myself there. Like Alec Baldwin, I can't really get there because I don't I don't understand his culture. I don't know his level of involvement. You know, he might have been an absentee dad. I, I don't I don't know. It's just it's, you know we don't know Kirk Franklin's level of involvement in his son's assumption. upbringing or whatever. It's an assumption. Correct. All of this is wild generalizations and assumptions. Uh, ultimately, <laughs> got a good, what are you saying? White folks don't teach manners. Wow. I mean, yeah, I, you know, people talk about people say people talk about white folks feeling entitled, and that cut that comes from someplace. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I've been in some stores where they be trying to talk to their kids and be like, "Oh, shut up, mom!" He'd be like, "What? What? Did you just tell your mom to shut?" Man, listen. But go ahead, John. You got it. I mean, uh, I'm, if we do have any white listeners, they just hit the X button. They done. <laughs> no, so, I mean, listen. No, they if, if you listen, no, they if you look at it, living like we grew up on a living color. Like all the comedy shows talk about like white kids that that rebel against their parents at an early age, and it just goes on. Like it ain't, it's like like new news, but it's comedy. Comedy is right. satirical. It's supposed yes. to. <laughs> yes, 
It, this is a very, very generalization. It it's comes a generalization. from someplace. It's a broad generalization. Like this isn't one of the topics. Do y'all have, do any one of y'all have like white people that you kick it with that you consider friends or that you know you cool with? Do, do y'all have yeah. like white people that you yeah. cool with? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like white people are, for one, not monolithic, of course, as we know. Sure. But, um, you know, uh, white people that are poor raise their children very similar to how what we think of black people what you're describing is and this is again a generalization is a um upbringing where there's a lack of economics i guess you could say mm -hmm. so in other words what i'm saying is poor people raise their children a certain way <clears throat> to not talk back to their parents to immediately kowtow to law and order listen do what i say don't I do. do what i do um and that's something that is across the board in my opinion having met some people from different cultures and blah 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 all that to say i mean um you know kirk did what he had to do um in my opinion, the son was wrong because if he really had an issue with his father, what he should have done was approach his father and aired it out as a grown as a man, man and been like, said, as a man and said, look, I don't like what you did. And maybe they can solve it. Maybe they can move forward. Maybe, unfortunately, they have to, you know, not deal with one another. And that happens, unfortunately. But the way that he did, um, the way that he kind of carried things, there is a double standard. It's not going to be as accepted because of who he is. And that's just how it is. Okay. All right. Now, um, speaking of, let's let's kind of pivot and go to maybe a little bit more of a happier topic: stimulus checks. Everybody's excited about their damn stimulus check. Uh, uh, Joe Biden says that eighty-five percent of Americans are going to receive some type of stimulus payment um, in this. If you are one of that fifteen percent that is not getting any money, bravo for you. That means that you are making the money already, and you don't need no stimulus check. But do y'all have any kind of um, plans for your stimulus have you already gotten the stimulus do you or do we want to get into that because that might be a little bit personal you know what i'm saying i mean i haven't got mine yet yeah. knock on wood i hope i get it i don't i don't qualify i'm not getting the stimulus yeah. me neither Ooh, big bucks i like that okay it's not about it's well not about big bucks it, it, it's, it's trust me we bucks. all parents it ain't right. no big bucks man yeah the part that makes me a little upset is you know you get an extra 14 for each kid yeah, how yes. how is that how is that possible? Because you got two children, I know plus plus the fourteen, so that'd be that's 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 almost look forty two. Yeah, Woo, okay. I, I, I would take the forty two at this somebody, point. Before when they were talking yeah. about six hundred dollars, I mean, no, I don't need that money. Like they get get to somebody who need it, but you give me forty two, I can do yeah. something. I can make some investments with forty two hundred dollars, and that's what people are doing. Like even exactly. On on CNBC, they were actually advocating yes. for people yes. to take their, their stimulus people and invest it. I'm like, people well, what if they got to buy food? What <laughs> if they immediately got to pay a light bill or something? You want them to put it in Apple? Apple has been trending downward lately. I don't know. Good to come back. But you it's, know, the sad, yeah, the sad joint about this, man, is it's kind of like we try to be positive and we try to, you know, find good in life, but it was crazy. I don't know if y'all heard about the, the, the dude that I think killed his baby mama and his kids. Right here. Yeah, bro. Like sometimes, you know, we try to always, you know, bring the joy and everything. The stimulus check, yo, brings a lot of demons out of certain people, man. For real, because I was just like, I don't know if it's just a stimulus, though, Neil. That's just greed, bro. That's greed and poverty. That's socioeconomics that 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 kind of manifests itself in a in a in a violent fashion. I, I totally, I totally agree with you, and that was a very mature statement. I salute you on that. But I'm thinking it's like 
but the mother of your kids, dog. I mean, because I think the backstory without me knowing too much, he was unemployed, whatever. He knew the money was coming and, you know, he's not really involved in their life. And he was like, I want the stimulus. She's like, nah, I know you're going to give you half. Like, nah, I want it all. And your baby, the mother of your kids. He wanted it all. Yeah, she, well, she offered the, she offered the cake and off with half. She's like, I'm not giving you all, but you know, I think he was unemployed, struggling. I'll give you half. He's like, nah, I'm coming for it all. I was like, yo, it's 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 crazy out here, B. I mean, that's a very sad situation. For those of y'all that don't know what we're talking about, there was a case where man basically went crazy, approached his baby mother to try to get some money for the stimulus. She was like, I'm not going to, like Neil just said, I'm not going to give you any. He ran up in a house and he was literally looking for the money. And her brother or a male relative was trying brother. to protect her. And man just started dumping and shot her, shot the, uh, actually the mother, the baby mother lived, but he shot their child or he shot a child, shot the brother, shot the uncle and shot his mother-in-law. So it wasn't yeah. married. It wasn't married. Um, Malik, Malik Halfaker, Halfaker in Indianapolis. Um, Indiana, I think it's Indianapolis. Yeah. There's an Um, Yeah. <laughs> Marion County Jail. And somebody uh, said a twenty-five good years old. And the thing that's killing me with a name like Malik, you know, you get you get you a good name means king. You want to run run around here murdering people. Just, he has no idea and, what his name means. And I think somebody said a good point. Maybe Rob KG might know. Like for people who are homeless that might qualify, how do they go about? You know what I'm saying? Getting their money. You know, they, they don't, don't have. You know, no you know what actually kind of pissed me off a little bit. You said they don't. Wait, my they bad. don't. I mean, they, they gotta. You gotta. You have to have an account, right? They they do it based off your account, or um, or they'll they'll mail it to you. Um, right. They they'll put in mail, and homeless people don't have. But there is. Hold on, a, hold on, Roger, let me find point, it. There is a mechanism. Get your mechanism. My point is, what I say that's pissed me off is people on people are social media warriors. People on social media are, are, are putting this. If you're homeless, do these things. I'm like, you think they're watching this? Mm-hmm. Like are you, you know, you think they're watching your feed to to say, you know what, I'm homeless, so let me let me. No, fam, they not. Mm-hmm. Like you need you need a different mechanism if you really want to advocate for something like that. And I just, no, that's real. It just seemed very. Uh, look at me, I, I put something out there. It just seemed really whack. Yeah, I know it's uh, based on like you, your most recent taxes. That's why I'm not putting in my taxes for 2020 just yet. I want to get this money in. Then oh, I'll he just showed it, bro. Said you have to go to a tax office and get a card to have it deposited. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. Um, there you go. Excellent, because I was definitely now. Who is out there oh, telling the homeless people? people? Oh, go ahead, John. Say my bad. I was saying, who is out there telling the homeless people, hey, y'all need to show up and come get your money? Because I'm sure that if they knew about this, they would be out there if they could. Well, if they if 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 they have a case manager th- that and they're receiving some type of benefits, um, that the case manager will be, will be knowledgeable of this and they'll they'll facilitate it because that's their job that like to make sure that they get that 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 little bit of change because you don't necessarily have to have um, filed taxes in order to receive the money. Um, but you could still get it. You just need to jump through a couple of hoops. So neither here nor there. All I know is, you know, what do you do with your STEMI? You just you don't kill people for it. That's that's right. all I'm saying. You don't you don't kill people for it. Killing is wrong. If you need to be told that, still, uh, we got problems. But uh, speaking of, of things, just, just but I just want to you you I just want to just 
because it irked me. You said he went crazy and he he didn't go crazy. He didn't go crazy. He he I, I reserved crazy for people who got issues. He was just being he was being a demon. He's mm -hmm. being a devil. He, mm -hmm. I, he, he didn't go crazy. So I just want to put that out there. That's real. I mean, mm -hmm. to me, if you are willing to shoot children and old women, you kind of crazy and a demon. I think two things can be true at the same time. Yeah. A crazy demon. No, no this is different. No, this is different. Crazy is crazy. Yeah. Like psychotic, psychotic is psychotic. You know, that's uh, straight demonic. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's it's not the same thing for me. Man. There you go for seven hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Many people have been killed for less, so unfortunately, it's uh, you know, human nature and so, sometimes. And somebody just said a good point. I was like, that's an interesting perspective. I never looked at it. She said, uh, some people who feel that they don't need to check or returning it. And I think she said, why not just, you know, go give that money to an organization or something like that? Because if you return it, what, what's the government going to do with it? You think they're really going to give it to somebody else? Wait, I wait, think that was my cousin. Hold up. I think that was my cousin that said that. Someone just said there are people who say they don't need the check and are returning it. Is that my and cousin? she was saying, instead of returning it, why not donate it or give it to, you know. Oh, here you go. What did it say? Return their checks they don't need. Just donate it to special people. Um, people are saying I don't I imagine it. that is a very small minority of people, but if right. you do want I to said return I your to check, take, I didn't need to I take $100. I can take the 42. Right. Let's be very clear. I've got a great um, charity for you to donate your checks to. It's called the Send John's Ass to Hawaii in 2021 Fund. If you need a link, I'm going to hook you up. <laughs> send us the check. We're gonna buy all Bitcoin with it. Um, nonetheless, Bitcoin another one running for me. Rose ain't no one putting nothing yes, in your cash app. Brother, I'm with you. Rose, nobody is giving you no money. Uh Facebook jail. Unfortunately, she really put her cash app up there. She did. <laughs> you ain't Rose. See, there goes somebody that's donating theirs. Outstanding. Oh, you are a sure. wonderful Wait. human person. Give it to me. Some, and somebody that she knows. Someone graduate. You I'm sure somebody that she knows. Okay. You okay. Go. go ahead, John. Good person. Um, I, I mean, the last thing I want to touch on is Facebook jail or social media jail. For those of you that might not be on Facebook, um, sometimes when you are out here in the social media streets, you might be doing a little too much. And the algorithm will lock your ass down because you are acting a fool, not doing the right thing, saying crazy stuff to people, whatever the case is. Do y'all feel like, you know, that's good? Don't have you don't have a John. freedom of speech, for lack of a better word. <laughs> you, I think I think you 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 coming at you angling it. This is all wrong. Let me ask you okay. how many times you've been in Facebook jail? Mm. Mm. Me? I'm in Facebook. Yes. I'm in face. In fact, I just got put in Facebook jail again today uh, for all those who might be following me on Facebook. Answer so I'll question. see y'all in about you a month. Answer the question, though, as you scratched your neck. I mean, I've been, I've been in Facebook jail many, many, many times. Five times? I can't count. More than five? I'm, more than that. More than that. I, I mean, like every time I get hit now, at first it starts out like they give you a warning, then they give you like a day, then they give you three days, and they give you a week, then they give you, you know, it, it builds up. I'm up to like a month. And I just like, like, like your iPhone days. when you get locked out. <laughs> but you're I right, guess. John. I think it goes. I think it goes by the al algorithm. But it also is like if you say something that they feel is offensive, then it's like you could say anything out of context for real. 
And if they Anything. take it offensive, they're going to throw it out there. I mean, I got uh, I got a 30-day ban for saying Canadians are weird. Now, I don't know if y'all know any Canadians, but they are weird. And I, I that was Canadians, the and, and the ones that I know aren't weird. They're weird. That's, I mean, period. Like somebody was talking about something and they're from Canada and they were talking about the food they eat or whatever. And I was like, you know, Canadians are weird. Facebook was like, nope, 30 days. Get your ass up out of here. That's how it is for me, at least, because I am a repeat offender. And that is what it is. So I'll see y'all in a month. But I just want to get line stepper. De- Hold on a second. Denise, I, I, we're posting on Facebook through me. I'm not in Facebook jail. That's just John. So I'm, on Facebook. Facebook. I'm not on Facebook. Me neither. Unfortunately, right now, Rashim is the only person on Facebook. But, um, you know, it happens. And I Airing am the a, load. Exactly. I'm a recidivist uh, felon. So I'm used to keep it. You, they want to keep you in a box, John. You got to act a certain way, John. Never. Nicole, said, Nicole said she did 24 hours because she typed cracker. It's true. <laughs> For real? That's wild. That's crazy. Yeah, you got to be real, real careful what you say on Facebook now, because really, I think that for me, at least, I am fairly Mm -hmm. uh, radical in my politics. And I've said plenty of things that, you know, people don't agree with or want, want, want. And I think at this point, there was a time last year where Facebook was like, we are cracking down on non-mainstream political stuff and i think i fell in that little category and so they are watching me very very carefully and when i say something that's kind of out of pocket i've had to kind of like spell my stuff i use a lot of emojis instead of like writing the words it don't really matter they're gonna catch me anyway and boot me up out of there so it is what it is and i'm and not IG, gonna stop talking about canadians they're weird and that's the way it is ig was like that for a little bit too though because i'll post something and you know when was in the heat of Black Lives Matter, and I would just say something like, "If other lives, if if other cultures and people started losing their lives like we did, it'd be an issue." It's literally, a statement just like that. And I got a, I think Keltrick saw it. I got like a little ban for like, or they blocked the content because it says your content goes against whatever our norms are. I didn't say nothing out of pocket. I mean, so I there, there, there was there was, a, there was a there was a there was a there was a brief oh, so you period. Me? Oh, okay, and, and even though outside of it, it was a brief period on Instagram where they were blocking political content. True. Mm-hmm. It was during the election. I, I don't know if you did it during the election, but during the election season, if you had political content, it was a brief period. It was like, nope. Because I remember there was one thing I tried to post and it actually was it was a com it was it was a clip of the show. And because it was talking about the election, it was like now nah, we we we're not letting no political commentary slide. But that was just a quick block. I have never been banned and and maybe I'm not saying stuff that's that incendiary, but I have never been banned from Facebook. And the thing that that gets me like the people who are banned over and over and over again, I would think by the time you know what type of things you can say and can't say that would get you but, banned. But, but to piggyback on that, Again, and what Kelcher was saying real quick, if, and I didn't know that, so Kelcher put me on to something. So if I'm in a group with the four of y'all, and I say something, and one of y'all are against it. If you report me, I'm automatically blocked just from your report. You get flagged. You get flagged. You look into it. They may pull it down, but at some point, if you get flagged, then everybody they'll they'll start looking at your stuff a little more frequently. It's kind of like you know, Mm -hmm. people in in the NBA who get popped for weed. You're gonna get tested more. The thing that's killing me though is that Nicole could get get 24 hours for using the word cracker, but Eric was talking about how you can use the N word 
Or that's not true. Wait a minute. So you, nope. So you can't? Well, it depends because it's I'm in plenty of little groups and they they definitely did lock down on that. So like if you kept on using, you couldn't say nigger, you couldn't say nigger, you could not say the N word, like type that out. Like N word? N word. You couldn't do a lot of different things like that because if you did, they was like, that is racial. We're not going to let you do that. And the whole group will be in trouble about that. So, you know, the people had to be real careful with what they were saying. And, uh, you know, I think they loosen it and tighten it in certain ways or whatever to build on what you was just saying. Uh, don't you know what you can or cannot say? No, I don't because <laughs> it differs as time goes on because you could cuss all you want, for example, but if you say a certain things, um, the B word is verboten, period. You can say the N word, but you cannot say the B word. You cannot say the F word. If you say anything uh, remotely negative about Jewish people, your ass is up out of there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I have posted some incendiary stuff. I posted Farrakhan. I posted radical stuff. I I, I think somebody might have been reporting you on a constant. Well, yeah. Somebody, I feel the exact same way. Like I said, yes, people are definitely, I am talking very much. uh, People do report me and, you know, it is what it is. I'm not going to stop saying the shit that I'm saying because it's what it is. It probably is Rose. Rose. Rose It probably is Rose. It probably is Rose. I only had one thing ever removed from Facebook when I was on there. And that was, uh, I know my homeboy Greg, when he died, I did like a little video for him and put some music to it. And because the music wasn't copy, it was copyrighted, right? So they just they they took it down. It was just on for like you know a couple of minutes, and they they took it down. Okay, so can y'all see this? It says account restricted. <laughs> now I'm just gonna go to my restriction history. This is all the different times <laughs> that you've been blocked. But now, yeah, but now I'm gonna go to the most recent one. It's a rap sheet. That's the rap Word. sheet. Word. And it's like you know why they did it? Uh, it's because you not having you don't have an Apple phone. But actually, I do. But so, you see, it won't tell me what I did or whatever the case is. Just like, no, nah, you're done. Go ahead. So let me just say what it is. So let me just say you can put the N word with the ER and don't get banned. Oh wow! So if you do it like, hmm. Mm. So let me ask you this: it, with, with people, all these people in the comments posting all these words you can't say, writing them in the comments, does that mean when I come back tomorrow, I'm gonna have a, a, a notification from Facebook saying? <laughs> we had to shut you down for 24 hours. I think it's different. Like during lives, if you typed out something, if it's very egregious, they will just immediately like hack it and be like, Nope, you can't say this. And you in trouble. That's it. Boom. But if it's something that is kind of questionable and they will also give you most of the time that chance to, they want the appeal. They just like, no, we, we done with you. You're done. But if you know, it's something it's a little questionable. They may be like, eh, we're going to hit you with a one-day ban, but you can appeal it, and then maybe, you know, they'll let you out. It all depends. But um, that's okay. I've moved on to Twitter and Instagram for a month. I, Y'all I, will be I, cool. Kelly's comment said, Rose, how you got an OnlyFans? I'm about to say, Rose got an OnlyFans. Go back to that comment. No. Hold on a second. It was I, I, Rose, how you got fans. Oh, how you got fans. <laughs> oh, my God. Rose got an OnlyFans. <laughs> Took the whole conversation another way, brother. <laughs> to a whole nother level. Nobody wants to see that. Rose's <laughs> only fan is her husband. No, I won't leave it there. Uh, so, do we have anything else? I mean, we can talk about uh, Chrissy yeah. Teigen. Then That's I it. I don't know nah. nothing about that. Basically, what she did, she was naked, <sighs> covering the boobs, and a little boy was in the picture. So, 
well, part of it is kind of like, you know, do you, and she posted it. And was like, you know, mommy can't do X, Y, and Z. Is it cool for your kid of opposite sex to see you naked? I no. think I think for mothers, um, when the, when the, when when the when the baby is now a toddler, or like three or four years old, five years old. For mothers, yeah, mothers is fine. Fathers yeah. is a little weird and creepy. Hell no. Yeah, no, not for fathers. So you wow, think you should watch your mom naked. That baby is not watching his mother. Right. Naked. He's enjoying that his baby, mother's company. The baby is not processing, processing it like that. Right. Right. You think the child is processing it like that? I think the mom should be processing it like that. The child don't know what the child don't know. Exactly. But so Treating him up early. Mm. I don't know about well, that. Yeah. So women can do it. So Decker Men said she cannot. Even naked. That's okay. There you go. She wasn't even naked. I'm cutting that whole thing out. <laughs> and I like what Eric said too. But exactly. right, John, take this out, John. That's it, man. Uh, Destigmatize the titties. And other than that, um, gentlemen, so I guess I'm not cutting land. it out. You need a hug, John. You need a hug. <laughs> no hugs needed. So we got any final words for the people? Thank you for rocking with us week after week on a consistent basis. I know you hear from four different perspectives from four crazy ass people that I call brothers, but thank you for rocking with us. We definitely appreciate it. Facts. Well, and with that, ladies and gentlemen, you, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to get some of these, 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 these comments in before we shut it down. That's all. That's all. Right? That's all. But, I just want to say my- one more time, uh, straight no chase of the podcast. Please like, share, subscribe. Uh, if you do want a shirt, Rose, we got you. The link hey, where is... Where can you find it, John? No, no, there is no link for the shirt. The shirts, okay. just to put it out, the shirts cost money. So right. I will work out a discount for y'all. Good if, you, appreciate if, that. If, you want, if you want a shirt, DM me, and I will make sure you will get our merch at a discounted price. I like Elaine's slogan. She's like, I love it here. <laughs> I like that. Thank you, Elaine. Hold up. My daughter said that to us on Sunday. She said, I love it here. No, I like this world. That's I looked at my wife. I was like, we doing a fucking good job. Word up. But now, Elaine's slogan, the way she just said it, I love it here. I like that slogan. Thank you. Appreciate y'all. I mean, we just trying Thank to you, do, you know, talk about the different things that y'all might be interested in. If you have any topics that you want us to address, please let us know. We're available all over the place. And uh, until Spotify. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, even if I'm not on Facebook, you know, <laughs> YouTube, yeah, all of the above. Um, and in www.straight s t r eight no chaser podcast.com. Eric, maybe we should do some phone lines at some point Word. in time. We, we might be able to work that out. Who knows? I, I do have one thing happy 21 years to me. In Darwin's 11 Evolutionaries of Perseverance, March 16, 2000, we crossed into this. Mm. Thing it's on, on this the other side. There you years in this thing called Omega. So I'm, I'm really grateful and, and, and thankful for that, that experience. H- happy anniversary, fam. Happy right, anniversary, boy. And All right. ladies and gentlemen, Peace we out. appreciate you. Thank you so much. Join us again next week. And uh, holla. Peace.
Straight, straight, no chaser. No chaser.